Welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand Podcast. Uh, I am Josh, your host. I am here with Jake. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, Monir. I'm good. All right, man. So here's what's going on. Uh, I just want to give everybody a little bit of a rundown since the gang is all here. I don't think I've ever actually set up what the podcast is and what we intend for it to be. Uh, and tell me if you guys change your mind or disagree with it or want to add anything to it. But basically, this is going to be a forum for all those questions that you're not supposed to ask when you're in like polite company. But you're always wondering, we're all thinking in the back of our head, but we know if we actually said it out loud, people would be like, dude, you can't fucking say that. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I, in most of my life, have asked those questions though, because I don't understand those social norms. Luckily, I've kind of assembled a large group of friends who also kind of have that same attitude toward it and are totally fine with me asking those questions, find it hilarious, but then usually have a pretty interesting thought on it as well. So that's kind of how I've set it up. And, and, and I'm really lucky because I think my network, I have a fairly large network of friends, and they're all experts in a little bit of a different thing. So it keeps me learning all the time, and hopefully it will keep you guys, the listeners, engaged, and uh, you'll kind of grow to enjoy everybody on the crew too and hoping for an episode where they come up. So first, uh, Jake, you know, kind of tell us what your, your main thing. I know it's gardening. We've brought it up on the previous shows, but... Would you agree with that analogy of what you're looking to do for the show? Yeah, just hang back. Um, talk about life experiences. I, I think life experiences are interesting. Um, you know, just the different nuances in family and friends and things you run into in your everyday life that I think people don't really dive deeper into. Well, I think a lot of it is that common sense, just that, um, that critical thinking skills. When you see it, asking why that extra step further. Uh, like an episode of Family Guy where Peter was playing a theologist or a theologian way back in the day, or uh, what is it the hell I'm looking for, like Plato. Uh, and he's just like, why? Kept asking why, right? Why? He was uh, a philosopher. Philosopher, there you go. Yeah, his great-grandpa, and he was a philosopher. Yeah. And, I, Mo, and, and, and his, wife, his wife was asking him. You know, why don't you go look for a job? And then he just kind of raised his hand and, and looked up to the ceiling. And he's like, why? You know, all like exactly. a philosopher would. <laughs> well, that, and that works perfect because, Mo, I think for the most part, you know, you're, you're a very well-read guy. And you've got some, you know, very good ideas. And it's fun to hear them come out because I think a lot of people don't understand how your brain works as far as like, you're saying it. And it makes complete sense to you. And it makes complete sense to me. But when you look at other people, I look at them and say, well, why the hell don't you understand what he's saying? It makes complete sense. You just need to break it down. And I think a lot of people have a hard time. Like, I think a lot of times you present stuff in a, in a kind of simplistic way so you, because you think people will understand it. But it's actually a very heavy, heady topic, and they have a harder time grasping it. And it's, it's See, tough I, I've never noticed that. that. I've, nobody have ever told me that before. Nobody have ever explained it to me like that, you know. Because when I'm saying something very simple, like, you know, why you and I and Jake should own an AR-15, it's a very basic thing. I'm not saying you need to be a scientist to do this, but here is very likely reasons why you should probably not be against us having something like this, you know, just very basic things. But apparently... They're not so basic. Apparently, they are heavy topics that people are like, wait, what? 
No, I don't to know me. if a lot of people actually take the time to put critical thought into it. They look at whatever the story is on the surface. They watch the news, and that's that's it. And if if the facts don't really line up or make sense completely, they just kind of forget about it. They don't ever say, well, what's the real answer behind that? Like, why does that happen? Well, you know, I, every every problem, every every question, every you know theory, it's not just a simple thing. It, it's like an onion. There's so many layers, and to get to the center, to get to the real answer, you've got to peel every layer back and analyze it. And people don't have the patience or the time, or the want for that matter, to peel back those layers and really analyze them one by one. I, I get it, and. And I, but how do you change that? And is that something that is taught? Is that something that happens at birth? Is that something that is nature or nurture? No, I, I honestly think it's it's the person. I I think that there is people that really they thrive for that, they enjoy it, and then I think there are people that just aren't capable, and they they don't understand how to even go there. It's it's not part of them. So so you're saying being a skeptic of something is is just part of like it's a part of us like some people don't do not possess that skeptic gene like if the government said one two three it is one two three why would they lie kind and then you have people that kind of like but why wouldn't you say zero one two mm-hmm. you know no, I, you know I what i'm saying yeah i absolutely you, am saying that exactly it? yeah yeah you know so people choose the 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 first what what jake said you know or what I said, it's one, two, three. Why would the because maybe they don't have a skeptic gene in them? Is that skeptic gene like so? What? How does how does that work? Because to me, I guess I am skeptical of everything that comes out. But I'm skeptical in the I don't believe in a lot of the conspiracy theories. I don't believe in flat earth shit because it just there's too much. I've watched the guy jump out of the uh, Red Bull capsule and you can see the bend in the earth. You're like, all right, it's not all fish islands. Everybody says it's fish islands or. Um, you know, when you're talking about skeptic of, oh, 9-11 was an inside job. I highly doubt that. You, you're expecting those people to keep their mouth shut? No, it didn't. You know, no one, some, somebody out there would have come forward or slipped up at a bar when they were drunk out of thousands of people. See, but you're, you're going with, you know, these big things. And I, I think it, it boils down to even in everyday life, in everyday situations, and, you know, even in, even in your relationship as a husband with your wife, I think that... You know, people look at issues and problems and they peel one layer back. They really don't dig through that onion to figure out what, what's really bothering my wife. Or, you know, if, if, it's, if it's one thing, could it be a, a combination of other things? And, and even at work, I, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a skill that's necessary for everyday life on every level, work, home, everything. Yeah, but I don't think life should be stressful, though. Like, I don't think any of these daily things that every normal or whatever, every average person goes through should be stressful or need critical thinking. Like, but you are, know, you saying, are you saying that's, that's a stressful thing? Because for well, me, for a lot of people, apparently for a lot of people, it is like having a family and working. It is stressful. Yeah, but it's also very rewarding. And sometimes the stress is a reward. Um, you know, I look at problems, you know, take my garden, for example, and I have to peel a problem apart one by one and understand, well, if I do this, then this is going to happen. I, I have to figure these out. And to me, that's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy the challenge. That's interesting because I have a question for you. How okay. hard is it? How hard is what? Like, say for a prepper, right? A guy who's got, like, a very optimistic view on a doomsday <clears throat> scenario, regardless of what it is. Uh 
that has seeds. How hard is it for him to figure it out once he finds a place where he feels like he can How hard settle? is gardening? Yeah. How hard is it to start growing your own food well, and actually produce like good, you know, food? What do you need? What do you need in your bug out bag? There's so much to that. You, you've exactly. got to think <clears throat> for a prepper, you have to look at, you know, the, the amount of food you have to grow and you have to be able to store what you're going to grow or immediately use it. And you're going to have seasons. Um, I think it's a lot harder than a lot of these guys think. You know, they figure, uh, I'm going to, you know, I got a bunch of seeds. Well, that's great too, but how's your soil quality? How are you going to have fresh water? Are you going to have enough water? Because if you're going to have to grow a lot of crops to feed a lot of people, you're going to need a lot of water. There's a lot of different things that balance into it. And I've learned uh, I've learned that, yeah. More canned stuff and whatnot. Gardening is going to be when you actually set up a base camp and you're somewhere for a while and some shit went down. Yeah, it's going to take some time to set yeah. that up. I'm not, I'm not talking, you know, a month or two. I'm talking a few seasons. Yeah, because you have it's, to be able to get like compost stuff. You have to be able to start building your 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 bases and really mm-hmm. getting your soils going. And depends on where you end up, where you are, and what you can grow there, and and what the grow seasons are, all that kind of stuff. Yep, climate's yeah. a big part of it. But you know, it's it's one of those things. Like I'll I'll put it to the like I'll liken it to this. I should say. So today, right? It's different when you're outside. I I was just telling Jake off mic before the show started that when I moved here, I'm in the middle of the country now. I see the difference between the coasts and you do have a different perspective. Like Jake was saying, your perspective changes and being out in the yard or something like that is now more important to you within a lot of the other stuff, you know, you, especially in like Vegas or some of the coasts or New York or Florida, wherever it goes. You know, I think a lot of people get hung up on the material, but here all of a sudden it's changed and it seems more about the experience. I think, is that kind of what you were talking about there just a few moments ago? Yeah. It's definitely about the experience, um, being in the yard, even just, you know, seeing your neighbors. You know, you talk over the fence to your neighbor, and you build relationships that way as well. Well, the other thing of that, too, is it, it's, it's weird how your sense of community starts to rub off. If you're outside and you're hanging out with your neighbors and they see you really taking pride in your house, I think for a lot of people it inspires and encourages them to go outside and do the same. Like, hey, that guy's working really hard to make his lawn look nice, and all of a sudden I'm looking at my house and it looks like shit. I notice there's me and like one other guy in the neighborhood and we're always outside kind of taking just care of little shit. And all of a sudden we've been seeing everybody else start to come out now and we're talking and all the neighbors are talking. We're all looking out for each other's houses and porches and shit. And it's, oh, we did this organically by just communication. And like you were saying, I think for even in people's marriages, they struggle with that communication. And that's where a lot of it breaks down. All of this really can be solved if we stopped and dug a little deeper into that onion. No, very much so. Very much so. But you have to have two willing parties, too. You know, you but can't have one person peeling it back and analyzing it and the other person not peeling it back and analyzing it because you're both going to have different perspectives on it and you still won't be able to communicate. But it, is that something that's learned? I think communication is super learned because a lot of people, they're saying what makes sense to them and they're not breaking it down into a perspective of, how can I relate to that other person? You keep looking through it through your lens. So how do you change from that to the ability to really break down and look into somebody else? It's definitely something that's learned, and I don't think it can be taught. It can be taught to a degree, but not fully. But is it a self-motivation thing, kind of like if you uh, the opposite of a heroin addict? You know, you can't change until you you can't change somebody until they want to change themselves. Is that kind of the same thing with communication? These people who are constantly fighting, is it something that? 
you can't well, help them until they start to ask those questions. There has too. to be a want. There has to be a drive for that. But once again, I, I don't necessarily think that it's for everybody. I, I really think that it, it's a type of personality, and not everybody has that. I think I'm curious, some people because are... it's so easy to give up now. That's the other thing, too. I guess when you're looking at marriage and whatnot, it's very easy for people to get divorced and just separate and go their separate ways. They're just like, fuck it. I'll see you later. Oh, well, that just shows how many divorce lawyers you got. I mean, come on. There wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be so many if there wasn't such a big business for it. It's just easy. And I guess here's the other part of it, too. I mean, I know this sounds bad, but at a certain point, it's not necessarily – I think – I think a lot of couples lose friends and they don't have those outside activities. And what ends up happening is you just stare at each other and you stare at each other for 10 years. And you're like, I stare at you every day and have nothing going on outside of this marriage. And you have to still be able to have a hobby and interest outside the marriage so that, or even any kind of friendship. Like I can't hang out with the exact same friends every single day. Cause then I get sick of them. I talk to you guys once a week for this. I mean, that's how I stay in touch with you guys. But throughout the week, I mean, we don't, we don't sit on the phone for 20 minutes a day, and a lot of people do that with their significant other or some of their best friends. I'm like, no wonder you fucking hate them. I'd well, hate you too if I talked to you that much. Think about a lot of the couples that own businesses together, and they work in the office together. Oh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of my that. customers that I service, a lot of heating and cooling customers that, you know, they're, um, they're, the husband's the tech and the wife does the office, and they deal with each other 10 hours a day, and then they go home together. And you see a lot of those marriages not work because it's, it's overkill. It's too much that dude i don't look i like my wife because i don't sit next to her all day long i i you know it, it's how could you go to work with somebody and work with them all day like oh dude could you imagine being one of those semi-driver couples those husband and wife semi-drivers and you just sit in that cab for 40 hours at a time and you just are you just sit next to them constantly you just smell them fart and just them just burping and shit and trying to sleep in the back and just oh <sighs> god dude Oh, uh, that sounds like that. That sounds like hell, dude. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, I guess what's, well, what's the alternative, well, dude? Because there's a lot of those driver teams that are like two guys. And here's the weird part, man. You know somebody is rubbing it out in the back of that sleeper cab. Like, are you taking turns? Do you change the sheets? How does that fucking work? Because I don't want to be doing nine, eighty down the road or seventy down the road, knowing you're fucking beating your meat behind me. <laughs> that, that's oh. kind of that's that's a rough life right there, man. Yeah, I dude. mean, a lot do, of meth, a lot of beating off, a lot of driving. Do you share a lot, Lizard? Do you take separate turns? Like, I don't know how that works. That is just There's too much going into this. Again, now we're, I'm, un, I'm uncovering parts of the onion. I don't want to fucking know. Yeah, mm. put that onion back together, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's Oddly a hard enough, one it to smells smell. like fish and not onion. Yeah, it's, it's well, a really Yeah, it would onion. smell like fish, I guess, in, in a truck cabin. Oh, I can imagine dude. it smell like fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic, guys. Move the move it along. <laughs> All right. Although, so, although I I do think it'll be an interesting job to do in interstate. Well, I, dude, I don't that, see nothing wrong with the job itself. I think like if you know how to schedule your life around it, because I've seen a lot of truck drivers and a lot of them are not what you think. Like those skinny myth, you know, really tiny guys. A lot of them are ripped too. Oh, like, and they a lot work of them out. Are real fat, angry guys. Yeah, a lot of well, them just yeah, have ripped that, shirts that's, and being too fat. <laughs> not the ones I met, man, when I used to work at a department store, you know, and I would see the truck drivers coming in when we're leaving at night, you know, a lot of them looked uh, pretty fit. You this, know? So here's my other question. Let's, let's talk about this. That industry is going to be gone in what, 10 years? Depending that, on the part of the country. I think, I think definitely within 10, you'll see the coasts 
it'll start to disappear there, and then middle of the country, I think you're going to see it in the next You think so? Sure. You, th you think still traditional wave shopping is a big way in, in the middle of the country? Well, you, if it's traditional or not, you still have to get those goods to those people somehow. Is that going to be a FedEx truck? Is that going to be, you know, you still have to get them there. I think it's just going to be your core trucking in the next 10 years. Your, your major haul across state. It'll all be automated. Yeah, I think that'll all be automated. I think your your cities, you're definitely still going to have operators, but I, I, I don't know why they don't have trains, dude. Like to me, trains seem so much like way we more do. efficient we and do. cheaper. There's a ton of oh. trains, Whoa. but when you start to get to the cities and have to get that product into a city, you still have to get it away from that train. Here's, here's a simple pleasure that kids in the future will never be able to understand. When you're on a road trip with your family, because I don't think people take road trips anymore, but when you're on a road trip with your family and you get the trucker next to you to honk the horn, if it's automated, mm -hmm. there's no trucker in there. Dude. That's one of those simple pleasures you'll never get again. <laughs> I guess. You, th you think people will be all right with that? Yeah. Like you'll hear, some <laughs> you got you got to think, though. You, the kids have to be looking away from their fucking iPads first. That's yeah. true. That's true because we had nothing to entertain ourselves with, and they have tons of entertainment. Dude, you know, now what else are you taking away from people, though? How many truckers have those great stories that they tell their friends and family of they're driving down the road and somebody just pulls up next to them, just beating off? And you're like, well, dude, that's fucking ridiculous. And you're not going to see that anywhere, just, just hanging out in the city. So that's, I mean, you're taking that experience away from those truckers. And, dude, you're not going to have those movies anymore where somebody jumps in the, like, the truck of a, sh like a, a semi and they're going down and someone's chasing them, climbing on the outside, and they shoot the shotgun through the fucking door anymore because they're all going to be automated. You watch too much TV. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, but oh, ooh, if they're not, if they're all automated, maybe they're going to have, like, sentry weapons on them. And so if you try to oh, rob yeah, this uh, look automated at that. thing out the middle of the Then a Gatling gun, yep, a Gatling yeah. gun comes out. Yeah, or some Fast and the Furious shit where it drops like some gasoline on it, lights your car on fire behind it. Oh, dude. It could be whatever. Oh, but th then here's the someone's gonna hijack that thing. See? So you. Well, it, it's got a very defense, uh, a very good defensive mechanism. So don't worry about that. Yeah, but not if they hijack it. If they uh, they they hack it, dude, because it's gonna be driverless. See? Oh, that's when the tough guy comes from like Europe. And oh. the bad guys hire him to hack into the trucks, right? Yeah. That's that Would part you... of the movie. <laughs> but in real life, we're still just going to hire and, the rock. And then our agents try to make contact with him in Europe before they, they try to stop him. But he gets away, kills like three of them, and one survives to tell Did... the story. I wonder if our so, politicians are now that stupid that if, if that shit really started going down, they're like, fuck, we need to call somebody. They still call The Rock. They're like, fuck it. Call Dwayne Johnson. He'll come out and fix the shit. Sir, you know he's just an actor, right? No, no, fuck that. He'll fix this. And then what's going to be really nah, crazy. He's very convincing in his movies, I yes. think, you know. What's going to be really crazy is he's going to go out there and fix that shit. And we're like, fuck, we got to vote for this guy now. Like, he has to just run everything. You know, one thing I will say, you talking about people shopping in stores there, um, I actually had a swing into a hardware store today, and I went over the plumbing section, and the one guy working in the plumbing section said, hey, man, I need a two-inch ball valve. He looks at me and goes, what's a ball valve? What? I need a fucking ball valve. What's it used for? He goes, it's a valve that stops water. Yeah, I, well, I thought it was something that you fucking like, <clears throat> clip onto your sack so that you can't blow into your old lady and get her pregnant. Jesus. Well, no. clearly that didn't work for you then, huh? No, it's a different kind of valve. All right. Yeah, so that... Different kind of valve, yeah. All right, but, all right, but, all but right, my point it. is, it, it's. Monier, you're asking about you know Amazon. At least Amazon, I can go hit search and type in ball valve and it knows what I want. 
these stores are hiring people that just they yeah. can't think, man. If if you type that into any other search engine other than Amazon, you're gonna get a fucking crazy amount of shit that you don't expect to see. Ball valve. Oh damn, I didn't even know that was a move or a technique. Nice. Yeah, that's possible. That's but it was, that's just sh- that's just shitty management with shitty pay. But somebody is looking for a job. Because if you took that person and you paid them well and trained them and made him sit in a week to understand everything about plumbing and test them and make this maybe a long-term thing for him in the company, maybe he will know when Jake walks in and say, hey, I need I need that. All right, it's right there. But that right there is why I, when I need stuff and I don't need it right away, I type it on Amazon and it shows up at my doorstep because I don't have to go and be frustrated by these stores. No, fuck it that, is- dude. You know what that is? Here, let's be real, Mo. All right, let's let's fucking think about this logically. Step back, step back, and track it down. That guy probably did have two or three days of some time of training or whatever. And you know what he probably did? Clicked through on the computer-based training and was dicking around on his phone the rest of the time watching YouTube videos. That's the bullshit. You really think that anything like that? No. Even if he really wanted to promote and drive and go forward, all that other bullshit, what he is going to do is he's going to learn about the product while he's there from working with people, helping people out and doing shit. I don't like that excuse. It has nothing okay, to do it's with not company. an excuse. It's just what's going on on these on these in these low end jobs. All right. When I you pay a pe- when you pay end. when you pay a living wage, things are different. All right. Well, here's again. Is it a living wage or is it a minimum wage? We have well, to have that discussion first because if it's a living wage that an adult can make to be able to support a family, that's a different conversation of how much I'm going to be paying that person as compared to paying a 16-year-old with no skills. I am not going to give you a living wage to flip hamburgers because I can tell you right now I'm going to build a fucking computer that can do it. Actually, that, so depends, where you, that depends where you're flipping the hamburger. Because if you go to Gordon Ramsay, I'm pretty sure the guy that's flipping you hamburger is making a lot more than minimum wage. I highly would be surprised. Ham- yeah, hamburgers there are eighteen dollars. That guy is maybe making a little bit more than minimum wage. So if minimum wage is seven bucks, he's making seven seventy-five. I doubt it. No, I, I can whatever minimum wage is. That guy's not making much more. He's flipping a fucking hamburger. Now, if you're plating beautiful gourmet right. food, that's a different story. So if you're at one of Gordon's like higher end things, but flipping a burger, no, you're making all right, mate. Maybe you're making ten bucks an hour, twelve right. bucks an hour. But do you see what's funny though is when In and Out uh, paid their employees at the time when they were starting a lot more than what the traditional market was paying. They for some reason got a different result though. You they see did. how that played out in their success? Well, but it wasn't. It wasn't just the employees. The product was a lot better, too. It wasn't frozen hockey pucks. Exactly. It was, there's a big difference there. You can't you can't say that because they're paying that much more, the burger tastes that much better. Cause it's not about tasting better. It's about how the place maintains success. Here's how they so maintain this, success. This, this, this employees actually care about their jobs, though, most of them. We knew a few people who worked for In-N-Out, and they loved it. You're right. Your clientele is going to be better. Your clientele is higher because you're paying. Oh come on! Five this is like, it's in and out. It's like clientele is everybody. You're paying it's five not. to six dollars a burger as opposed to ninety nine cents. Big difference. That's the difference. I charge you five dollars more minimum on every fucking hamburger. Every single hamburger that comes out is, here is five dollars. Is it the cost? Because they don't really charge like if you think about it compared to like what you can get, you know, 
in bars and other burger places, they're not really charging more than anybody else, like any of their competitors. The gourmet, ta- see, quick, but fast here's food that, gourmet burgers. Here's that difference. You are talking about what a bar, a true restaurant with a kitchen is charging as opposed to fast food. In-N-Out is on the top end for fast food. Mm. If you were comparing In-N-Out with Applebee's or if you were comparing with God somewhere good because Applebee's is just garbage. Applebee's is horrible now. Oh, God. That is on I the don't mind it. What's I don't wrong? mind it. <laughs> Bro, no. Applebee's it's whatever to me. It's food. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a foodie. Like, you guys know that, you know. I just happen to have everybody I know is a foodie. So I get to experience all this food and all these places, but I like it's by accident. It's not I'm not out looking for food, you know. So to me, if everybody's going to Applebee's and I'm hungry, well, guess what? What I'm gonna guess what I'm gonna do when I'm at Applebee's? Get mozzarella sticks because it's the only thing you can't screw up. No, probably not. I'll probably they get find a way. Fries. <laughs> yeah, they find you, a way. Why do those places even have steak on the menu? Because you go and it's the most. It's it's like eating shoe leather. It's not even real steak. No. No, it's it's like it's like some sort of styrofoam mixed with some sort of bullshit cardboard that's compressed into this weird. I I don't know. It it's is a not shitty steak. chunk of rump roast that they cut into a fucking square and they call it a steak. That's not a oh, steak. Oh yeah, that is. Oh dude, dude. And, and people go and they're like, oh, I had a great steak at Applebee's. No, you didn't. No one ever had. No said I, no one ever. No one ever people had a great that, steak. This is this is why you have to be careful on Yelp. And anyone out there that uses Yelp to go to a restaurant, here's something you really need to do. You need to find that person that you're you're following a feedback, right? You're like, oh, this person says it's good. Go back and see what else they like. You need to look because some of these people, they say something is great, and you look back and they're saying fucking Subway's five stars too. So you know you got to throw that one out. Oh yeah, Subway's five stars, absolutely. Maybe they're in agreement with their uh, advertising with Jared. Maybe they're a Jared supporter, and that's why Subway gets five stars for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> not my way. I'm not saying that. Subway to me is disgusting. I won't ever eat at Subway again. I mean, it was good at a certain point. I'll tell you this much: Little Caesars, man. Still, they have the best five dollar pizza there is out there. For five bucks, I could eat a whole one of those things, man. Look, that's just all I'm saying is that's a really big laxative to take. You oh, can just go to Walgreens and get a little one. It's it's disgusting, but it's amazingly disgusting. There's a level of shitty pizza that's good. Now, are you saying that on how many beers? Because to me, Little Caesars is, all right, I've had a 12-pack and we're headed home. Yes, or he, the last time I did it, dude, I hate to admit this. Last time my wife was out of town, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to be just... I, I was it was the most depressing scene I'm sure. I had the Christmas tree up. It was here. I was all by myself. I'm sitting on the floor playing a Nintendo 64. I was playing Star Fox and I ate an entire little Caesar's pizza to myself and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the most depressing shit in the world." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say that's depressing, but a lot of times that's somebody's Friday night every yeah, every dude. week, man. That that's not every week, but that sounds like an ideal Friday night for me. That's- <laughs> Hey man, that's what floats your boat, buddy. Hey, but in a yeah, I mean, way, what a, I, it's I relaxing. Yeah, well, what do you want to do on a Friday night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what do you want to do? You want to take the lady and go to a restaurant and eat? Okay, cool. Why? That's my question. Because it's romantic. There's fucking nothing romantic about it anymore. The streets are not safe. It looks like Gotham now everywhere you go. 
Oh, not here, dude. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, where I'm at. Here? I don't know where oh, you're talking about. Oh, where I'm at. I live in Gotham, man, so. <laughs> you need to get the fuck out of Gotham, then. I I, I walk down the streets all <laughs> night long. I like Gotham. We, yeah, dude. We went down to this place the other night, had this crazy, uh, went to this crazy German restaurant. They're all sitting there with the Das Boot, and they're all speaking German. I was like, damn, I feel like all of a sudden I'm going to be uh, transported to, like, Argentina, and I'm going to see the uh, the escaped Nazis running around talking to each other and shit. But uh-huh. it was this this crazy, authentic place. Afterward, we went down. This is crazy little downtown. All these brick buildings walking around. It was it was awesome, dude. People are smiling. There's music playing everywhere. You just got to get the hell out of where you're at. You got nothing about homeless people and Californians moving in, which Californians might be worse than the homeless. Yeah, for sure. Oh, they are. Yeah. At least the homeless will uh, wash your window of your car for five bucks. California. Five, five bucks. That's a lot. Yeah, Did they you guys just remember want the five bucks. <laughs> there was that bum that would always come up when we were at Starbucks. We'd be hanging outside, and he would come up and be like, "Do you want me to do a magic trick for you if you buy me like a coffee or you give me a couple bucks to go to Walgreens and get something to eat?" He and he had great magic tricks. Do you guys remember him? I remember no. the guy with the cigarette. The guy with the yes. cigarette. Yeah, dude, that guy was crazy. He would come up and cr- he'd be like, let me get a cigarette, man. He was all fucked up on heroin. But he'd come up and take the cigarette and break it and then put it back together. Oh, he was, was doing so all good. sorts of great magic tricks. And, and it was break all sleight of hand. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember because it was a Lucky Strike cigarette too. You know, like you can't break those. Like it's just <laughs> one piece, no filter, nothing. Like there's no way, like, you know. It's like there's nothing you can do about it. And I gave him one and he broke it right in front of me. And he moved his hand, and bam, it's back in one piece. And I only gave him one. Yeah, dude, I, okay. he was good. He was good. Yeah, he, he deserved was. every nickel I threw at his feet. And made oh, hell yeah. Work. I mean, how much you pay to go to a show somewhere to watch a magician? Yeah, dude, and if you go to, like, a David Copper, oh, is it David Copperfield that's gotten in trouble right now, all Me Too stuff? Is that him? or Oh, it was David Blaine. It was David Blaine that I saw has gotten in trouble now. Oh, really? Uh, He's, yeah. What did he get in trouble for? I think I he know. just miracled Six his dick minors. into somebody's pussy. Like, I don't know, man. I think he just, uh, <laughs> Jesus. he turned a trick, but I guess in a different way than we're used to him doing. I'm really not too sure, man. I'll, he, I, I, I'm sorry. At this point, I don't think he's a magician anymore. I think he's just like a look at me. I'm just gonna go do something. He is the magical version of Borat, like just or uh, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, where he just kind of morphs into shit and just does stuff. And people are like, I don't know, it just doesn't quite make sense. I never liked magic, or at least that kind of magic, the illusionist magic. Bro, so you remember uh, we had a friend whenever we'd go to parties. He knew like three card tricks, and it was so fun to watch the girls fawn over him. You're like, you realize it's a simple magic trick. Like that's something a loser does in his bedroom on Friday night by himself, <laughs> like eating a whole pizza and playing Mario Kart. But uh, <laughs> he would know these three card tricks, and he'd go out and do these card tricks, and the girls would be like, oh, my God, it's so exciting. Like did you see what he did? I'm like, bitch, you're dumb if that's what impresses you. You should be impressed by like drive and character and all that, but no, you're impressed by a card trick that would entertain a second grader. Go Because you. she is at a party, Jay. That's why, because that's what people tend to like at parties. A guy who can do a magic trick, a guy who looks good, you know, I would assume. Fuck, man. So what you're telling me is I just got to learn how – I should. I should learn how to do three badass card tricks. So when I get you to can parties, if you want. Yeah, I'm going to learn how to do three of them like tonight. I'm just going to YouTube that shit. And whenever I go to dinner parties, I'm going to be that kind of mysterious guy. I'll walk up to all the people, introduce myself, say something kind of And by mysterious charming. guy, you mean giant douche. Yeah. And I'll be kind of mysterious. I'll just kind of come over, say a couple of witty things, walk around, talk to me, you know, whatever. And then at some point I'll bust down and be like, all right, I got some card tricks. Do some badass card tricks and then just kind of go – you know, sit out the fucking like next to the piano with somebody who can kind of play the piano. I'll just be like, "Fuck, dude, that guy's 
that guy's got it. But really, I'm just like, nah, I just, I'm trying to stay the fuck away from all of you people. I don't, I don't <laughs> so why the fuck do you go to the dinner to begin with? Because if you go, because there's sometimes you have to go for work or for friends' obligations, that kind of stuff. Like, hey, you have to go make an appearance for this. All right, I'll go make an appearance to your two-year-old's birthday that I don't care about. All right, let's do oh, this. That's yeah. the worst. The parties right. are the worst. I, I can't I can't stand it. I'd rather have maybe a couple over for dinner, and that way you have better conversation a party is loud the conversation's not good it's just basic shit how are you i'm good what do you do i don't care you know what i mean i, I don't yeah. a party to me is it's too much it's overload it's not intimate enough yeah dude I, i'll tell you so i had an experience this weekend we went to go to a uh, new daycare and while we were walking through they're all asking about the kids and crap and i'm like dude, i don't know you why do i care no don't ask about my kid like I don't, who are you just some parent mm. walking through here like i know you're trying to be nice but why are you asking what my pediatrician's birth plan is and sh- i don't care go talk to your own pediatrician like I, I, none of that stuff like it, it's personal there's no point for me to tell you or I don't care about your hemorrhoid lady like that's great I'm glad that you have a hard time pushing you have a hemorrhoid that's that's awesome but let me tell you this I walked in and they had this big event going on there's like an Easter bunny up front there's this dude doing balloon animals and I'm not kidding I walked in I was like I'm not sending my kid here this guy tying these balloon animals not only looks like a felon, but he also looks like a fucking just like a pedophile, like super dirty T-shirt where the neck is so stretched out. And it's some band T-shirt that he's wearing under the overalls, but the neck is so stretched out that it's come way down past the overalls, so you can't even see who the band is anymore. And all I'm thinking is when you hired this guy and he showed up, why did you let him come in here and tie a crown or some like giraffe or unicorn for these kids? Like what's wrong with you people? Oh. <sighs> You're going to find that you'll become more protective when a baby arrives, man. It's, um, you just, your, your senses get heightened. Earlier today, I was at the store with my daughter and, um, she, you know, I was talking to the cashier and she had turned around. There was an older gentleman and she, you know, she's seven. So she's talking to him, asking him how his day is and she's being polite, but as soon as I caught that, you know, he, this older guy conversating with my daughter, it was instinctual, get in between the two of them. And it, and it was nothing, but it's just this level of heightened awareness when you're with your kids. You know, you're very protective, and it, it only gets worse. Dude, but I'm sorry, that ties it back to, I've had this conversation before, too, where I was talking with some ladies, and they're like, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. Every time I walk to my car at night, I make sure I have my keys in my hand, and I'm taking a look over my shoulder. And I just kind of looked at him. I said, you don't think I do that? That's just common sense safety. Oh, you mean mm-hmm. park in a well-lit area? You mean do all these things that we tell women to do? You don't think guys do them? I do them just the same because if someone wants to attack me, it's a crime of opportunity. I don't think a lot of people pick their victims necessarily. I think they're just waiting for the next person, and you just so happen to be the next person. It can happen to guys, too, just the same. And so kids, they don't have that sense yet of I need to be able to do that. They're still trusting of all adults. They think adults are there to help. So, yes, right. you still have to be careful of them. But as adults, man, I'm sorry. When I hear all these women and these, these, these feminist activists saying, you know, women need to feel safer. No, how about everybody needs to feel safer? Because I'm sorry. Like, let's just all go through that. Like, you should probably carry pepper spray if you're, you're walking to – like, if I was in New York and I had to walk blocks and blocks and blocks every night, and sometimes you're walking at 10 o'clock at night – I probably would carry pepper spray or a gun on me. Bear spray? Yeah, carry something even as a dude because, yeah, if I'm getting – who knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like just, crime Crime yeah. is not just rape or sexual harassment. You know, I know it exists. I, I know it happens. I'm not yeah. denying that. 
but there is a lot more that could damage dudes too so it's not just sexual like yeah. you know if we get mugged if we get robbed you know or oh, we we see somebody get shot right in front of us that's kind of tr you know traumatizing yeah. too I'm a but prime it's not candidate. like to the point where i'm gonna cry or like freak out or have like ptsd you know we're men we're supposed to be able to handle trauma like that you know but it does take effect on you too. Like it does, you know, like it's like bad shit when it happens to people. Guess what? It's bad shit. Now, some are worse than others, obviously. Mm -hmm. Rape is awful. That's fucking terrible. It's not like me getting mugged, he takes my wallet and runs. No, I didn't have the same trauma as this poor person who's sexually assaulted. But I still had trauma. And I'm not saying it's equal. So I don't want anybody to get raped and I don't want to get mugged. How about that? And I no. want the person I want the person that feels like they're being targeted, whether it's a crazy ex or a co-worker who's weird and creepy and works in a different department and he's just a creep, whatever it may be. I want that person to be able to pull out a Glock or a revolver or something, a heavy caliber, and cap that person or put him down. <laughs> neutralize the threat. Not necessarily kill him, but neutralize the threat. Because people you, that are predators like that, they're not weak people. Like, no. they're not going to come attack you and then you're going to, like, you know, push them away and they're going to be out of breath and they can't get a hold of you. They're psychotic. They get, they have that extra nerve in them to, yes. to strangle you, you know? So, yeah, realistic scenario for a woman. And they're probably immune to pepper spray. Again, like Family Guy. When the pepper spray quagmire and <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened, you know, jokes on you. You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing. So ideally for a female, maybe a gun is your next option. Something that will actually put them down. Mm -hmm. You know, dude, you mentioned PTSD. I'm going to tell this because I think I, I read that this. I read this the other day and it made me just laugh my ass off. Women are now being diagnosed with PTSD after giving birth. Really? Not complicated See, that, births, just a birth. Just a normal average birth. PTSD. Were these women... Like questioned? I, I don't know. I, I was just reading that they they are now being treated at a rate of about 30% of women are being treated with PTSD after birth. Yeah, what are the, what triggers them? What are their symptoms? The miracle of childbirth. The miracle of... Look. So what? So if they're watching so, a show and somebody's about to give birth, they freak well, out? Maybe they watch their life end before their eyes because now they have a kid and they're not doing shit with it. <laughs> well, okay, so... <laughs> Look, you, you neither one of you have been there to witness it. I've been there twice. It it's a pretty traumatic experience, but Yeah, when being, you're when your taint being, rips into your asshole, it can be a pretty traumatic it, experience. Well, it, no, but it is, and it's it's prolonged. It's a long experience. Um But I man, I don't what the hell are their symptoms? That's what my curiosity is. Like what are they going through that that says that the, it it's been such a traumatic experience? Dude, I have no idea. Because if you can have a traumatic experience going through natural things like that, shit, I, you know what? Next time I sneeze, I'm going to say I have PTSD. Shit, I am scared to sneeze next time. I mean, it's so sad what these people have made of the actual condition. Yeah. For yeah. people who've actually had it, whether it was in the military or something traumatic happened to you in your personal well, no, life or hold you on. survived the shooting. You know. Hold on. So, no, I'm not saying that you're wrong by saying that right but who's to say that we completely understand what it really is and that they don't have that because we're still learning about this this is still a fairly new thing yeah so but who's, how come who's people to say in there the are past, people in the past never reported signs of ptsd because we, well, they we didn't. don't birth. 
World War Two or World War One, they called it shell shock. Shell shock, correct. But what I'm saying is maybe there's different levels to it, and maybe these women are experiencing something not on the same level as as a veteran that has gone through something very nasty. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just it's a different you know a different level of it. We don't understand yeah. it fully yet. So yeah. it, maybe it's possible. Maybe it's possible that there's some loony ladies though too. Yeah, I have a really messed up front row view of this coming up. So if she's separate, suffering from PTSD, God knows I'm going to be suffering from it. I watched it all happen. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. I, I have a hard time believing that somebody who knows they're having a child and has it prepared for, you know, they, they're, they've been pregnant for nine months and feeling it is going to say it's PTSD. Now, if you had a traumatic birth where, you know, maybe there was a real medical problem and you had to be rushed into uh, surgery or something like that, all right, I get it, but you're having a child. Okay, People wait. have done this since there have been humans. Every yeah, there's seven billion that. human okay. beings walking and one's being given birth to as we are speaking right now. So okay. I, I don't get... But wait a second. Wait a second. <sighs> Is it necessarily the childbirth? I know with one of my wife's pregnancies when she went through with her epidural was not a pleasant thing. They mm-hmm. had to stab her four or five times with that giant needle in her spine. Extremely painful as that cracks through your spine. You know that wasn't. I'm sure that experience wasn't pleasant. I That's could hear screaming on the yeah. other side of the door. So, yeah. You know, could that trigger some sort of PTSD? Maybe. I don't know, man. Is uh, it a possibly? lot of people wanting to be special? I think it's a lot of people wanting to be special. I yeah, think it, yeah, okay. I think that's the case, honestly, now. Yeah, unfortunately. For 100, for 100% of those, though? No, never. I Nothing see, is I ever 100%. That. Nothing, exactly. That's impossible. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm not exa- accusing. No. I'm just asking. But okay. that's exactly it. It's not 100%. You know, when you talk about people who are depressed, hey, how about you just get up and actually maybe eat a salad? Or how I'm about you get here, up and go in the sunlight? But what I'm saying is here is we, we can't discount the fact that maybe out of those, out of that 30%, maybe... 25% to bullshit, but we still really have 5%. So we can't completely discount that whole thing yes. because we still have 5% that are legitimately affected by something. But what ends up happening is the 5 or the other percentage that is bullshitting, it hurts it. it for the other people who actually Always. That's that's the fucking problem. Because so if, you have, so if you have women like all these women who <clears throat> lied on rape cases, right, and now being tried and, and sentenced to jail, right, if you have the same type of attitude going towards the whole PTSD thing, you're going to have a lot of people that will not be hurt that actually have experienced something bad. So how do we fix that? What, what, are, uh, what is the solution I don't know. to like, yeah, You have to have proof. Like You can't claim something when we don't understand it yet. When we so, fully right. understand it and you come and we know how to diagnose and you say, I have this because of that and we run a diagnosis and you're a liar and you just want FMLA or for whatever reason, attention, whatever it is, then... Uh, you know, you're going to be tried. You lied. You're, you're trying to claim something you don't have. Sorry. That's tough, That's man. hard to prove. That is. That yeah, is. that's why I said when you actually understand it and you can run a diagnosis, you know, that, uh, that's, that can actually see if you have the condition or no, you know. Like, because you, what are we going to do if it's 1% of, of, see, of all here, females... Here's the thing with neurological issues. It's not something you can test. You know, these are, they give you, you know, different sets of questions. And by answering the questions and your symptoms, that's how they come to a diagnosis. It's not something where they do a brain scan and say, hey, yes, you have this issue. It's, it's not something that's provable on paper, unfortunately. Hmm. 
yeah, so I'm so wrong. It's so well, subjective. I don't know. My, I, I'm, yeah, it's still subject. So I don't, I don't know. I, I do not have the answer for you. I think that's I what ends know. up happening, though, is all these people, they try to be so special that they have to kind of try to out-special the next person, and that's how you end up getting people who are just off-the-wall, batshit crazy, because they need to be so different from everybody else. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't, it's not that I'm a conformist or anything, but, you know, like, I don't understand why people seek attention so much. Because it feels I, good, man. It feels what good. What's good about it? I don't... You know well, what? I, I don't understand what feels good about it. I, I don't. It's either. a sense of being wanted. You got to remember, a lot of these people I don't think have ever been in a community where they want to. F- they they fit in, and so now me being so, I have a label. You're able to put a label on me, and there's a small group of us who are labeled. But because we're both set into this one little subgroup, then finally I have friends built in, just because our views are so similar, and it's a small, small subgroup. But at least I have that one percent with me. Like, dude, if you think about it, so I, I talked about it earlier on that little uh, the bonus episode earlier. There's a segment of people, uh, and you have to. They were talking about uh, Amazon, how they have to change their stores now. Their stores have to accept cash because they're discriminating against the unbanked. Mm. That's not something. You, you're you're you are making that choice not to have a bank account. That's not something that you're born with. You know, you know like there is going to be a certain po- percent of the population who's going to have diabetes, AIDS, or is gay, or is black, or is white, and all that kind of stuff. Unbanked is a choice you make. I'm not born into this world with a bank account. Here you go. There's already money in it. You're fully funded. <laughs> like, let's go buy shit. No, I have to go there and do that, and no one's stopping me. Right. That's, that's ridiculous, especially this day and age. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, 20 years ago... If you were passing bad checks, then yeah, you couldn't get a bank account. You went and you did your your paycheck at the cash check stores. But now you can have your your bank your paycheck put to an online bank, and you can have mm-hmm. it. But anybody can have it. Anybody. Or you it's can just, go cash. You can go cash your check and go into Walmart and buy one of those credit cards. Right. That it's, yeah. Credit it's, cards. That's people being lazy and they want to bitch about something. Is what that is. And yeah. It's just like ridiculous. literally, like you, you do not. I get. I get people's concern now. The way how technology have advanced and people can hack and, you know, you I did it. You're all over the net now. Like you know, you have to hire a specialist to like erase you of the internet. Dude, is that it, or do you see a quick buck? They because there's people who walk into these stores and they're saying, "Oh, I am not able to do this activity. I walk in here and it's tough for me to walk in. So you know what? Right. Uh, they don't have an automatic door. I'm suing because they need an automatic door. Right. So you think there's a group of people out there just looking for lawsuits? Yes, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they walked in. So? Oh, I can't spend cash. I'm discriminated against. I have to make up a term of unbanked. Who's hiring them? I don't think anyone's hiring. I think that's their job. I think there's a group of people out there. Basically, they're they're trolls who sue people because they're they're looking for a free ride. My and if they can get a settlement of seventy grand out of it, you know, Walmart or Amazon in this case would end up paying out, you know, maybe a million dollars for the class action lawsuit of twelve people, and maybe they walk away with one hundred eighty thousand dollars a piece, and they're like, "Oh, that works for me. I, all right, on to my next thing. I, I have one hundred eighty thousand dollars to live off until I can find out who to sue next." My ex-wife's mother was like that. She was always trying to sue somebody. Always. I slipped here. I fell here. They disrespected me. They discriminated. It was constant. I remember sitting through a... uh, I remember sitting through a Thanksgiving dinner with her and listening to her talk for an hour how Tony Orlando owed her a house. And we all just sat there looking at her like, how does... How does this performing artist that you're tangentially kind of related to 
You're not even related to him. You, you're like second cousins, but he owes you a house? Well, she's the same person. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was not. She was the same person that she'd write Oprah and Ellen letters to see if they'd get her a house. She, she's out of her mind, but always trying to sue people because somebody owed her something always. It was, and she was one of those that um, was like Munchausen syndrome where she always had some kind of ailment and her doctors were always prescribing her some sort of painkiller and she was, you know, on the, on the county, the country dime because she couldn't work, but man, she could sit at that slot machine all day. And see oh, that yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. That attention. She knew she had a story. That mm-hmm. was so out there that if she sat down at a dinner or with people, whenever she had an audience that didn't know her bullshit, she went full court press and told you about it. I had this lady that one day was telling me how everything she ever bought from a store or a company or did anything for home improvement was all bullshit and it broke and it was always their fault. She told me Home, uh, what, I'm not gonna say. She told me Home Depot came to her house and hooked up her grill and blew up part of her house. I was like. Yeah, I don't believe that. I, 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 with 100% certainty, have the feeling that you went into your backyard and blew your own shit up so that you could try to sue them so you could have this story. I don't want to do business with you. Get the hell away from me. I mean, that's right. the kind of stuff that you have out there, these people. And I think it's a lot more common than you'd think. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think that's, I think that's where you see a lot of your price inflation, too. Because they, the companies have to pay for these lawyers to fight these nutcases. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It does have a chain reaction. You are correct about that. Dude, so how do you get rid of these people? Like, is there an island you can ship them to? Because that they're they're the ones that really are starting to like whittle away. Because that's that's the entitlement crap. Because you know, these, there's these pill, people that open up their medicine cabinet and they're on so many pills because they just want to like escape life. And in the morning they take a handful of uppers, in the evening they take a handful of uppers, and at night they take downers and drink. And, do, and you're just like, what the hell is wrong with you? If you put as much effort into getting all those pills and ha- concocting these really cocaine-driven and fueled plans, you'd probably be fine and have a successful career. Right? You're too that, stupid. Yeah. Right. That's that's the funny part. Like whatever we're talking about here. You know, like anybody can do. Like we're not, we're 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 not like superhumans. We're not we're not rich. We're not out there making, you know, a lot of money living. You know, the expensive rich life. You know. So when we're talking, we're talking actually from, um, we're talking from a pretty common class. Per- I would say, personal right? Personal experience. I, yeah. And from sure. personal experience that anybody from like majority of the country would experience. We're not talking from. Like no. we went to Harvard, or you know, we're lawyers, or we're, we're this or that. No, we're just really, you know, three like, average guys. Yeah, like you know, like with pe- average lives. Yeah, people people that that have these cocaine infused <laughs> <laughs> dreams, like he said. You know, like I get it, I get it. You know, but come on, man. Like, well, yeah, because you you've done the coke real before. You know exactly what it feels like. You're like, fuck. I'm gonna start six different <laughs> businesses and a different donut shop. Let's do this tomorrow. That's an interesting. There, there's an interesting question. Everyone, go yeah. through the list. What have you all done? I'm curious to know. What has everybody here tried? I've only smoked weed and drinking alcohol. Yeah, I've only smoked weed and drinking alcohol. Really? Yep. Yes. Oh shit! Why well, win? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, the, everything in the Kane family scares me. I have an allergic reaction to a few things that, uh, for medical procedures, that are in kind of the same category as cocaine. So mm. that's always kind of freaked me out. And I don't know, man. I think drugs, I think drugs have a purpose. And I know that sounds a little bit weird, but I think Sweden understands that, or, or Norway, or wherever the hell they're all decriminalized. Amsterdam. Yeah, you know, because Sweden, what ends up happening, right. man? 
if if I would have smoked weed in high school, I would not have ever been able to properly use it. So I, I did it a, later on in life. But when you look at it like ayahuasca or hallucinogenics, you need to be prepared for what your brain is about to throw at you. And I think mm. if you do that when you're unprepared and you have a bad trip, it can do more damage to you than good. And I think it's in the same way that it can do damage to you in that respect, if you are ready and you're you're welcoming it in, you have a little bit more control of navigation, and you're able to kind of guide that trip a little bit to where it's going to be more productive for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Well, I've had some experience with psychedelics, and <sighs> mushrooms was a good one. That one was a lot of fun. Real mellow, very. Um, but see, once again, I, I was young. I was in high school, and I don't think, I don't think I was prepared. I don't think I really knew how to use them to enhance life versus to just have fun. I think there's a difference. They're a tool. Well, what's the difference? What is the difference between using it to enhance life as opposed to just getting messed up? So there's a difference. Like in high school, people like you know, you're hanging out with a group of friends that smoke sweet, which I didn't smoke in high school. Like I've tried it in high school, but I, I wasn't like a smoker, you know? Because uh, I th- I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, Mel, go ahead. Yeah, like people that smoke to be destructive, marijuana for an example, right? They just smoke just to smoke. Like they're, they're just really trying to get so high to the point where they can't even mm-hmm. enjoy themselves, mm-hmm. right? Where there's people that like, oh, I have flat feet and I work on my feet all day. I have lower back pain. I can pop whatever pill for the rest of my life and damage my stomach or kidney. Or I can take a hit or eat a gummy. Or it's day. for people who don't enjoy alcohol. Maybe or they just don't enjoy alcohol. don't man. enjoy alcohol. Yeah. People mm-hmm. just, you know, maybe want to smoke a spliff or, or, or a joint and they want to be at the concert. And they want to drink a water or a ginger ale or even a beer. But as far as the psychedelics go, I think, you know, when we were younger, we would, you know, we'd be at parties, big parties, you know, rages and raves. And, you know, you'd take them and you'd fuck off with your friends and you were, you know, just right. living in the moment. And I think maybe as an adult, you use them as a tool to think, to expand your mind, expand your thoughts and kind of dig deeper into who you are versus mm-hmm. just being a goofy ass kid fucking around with stuff you don't know anything about. Yeah, on right. that on that train of thought, I remember like, sitting with my friend who was doing acid, and I watched him for about 35 minutes talk about how a tree was growing into the sky and he couldn't see it anymore and that he was going to start to climb the beanstalk, all while laying on the ground in the middle of the grass. Yeah. Ironically, though, when you talk to these people, a lot of them say there's something beyond this. They all that in common. All the people when I was a limo driver, whatever job I had, and I talked to people who've done DMT, ayahuasca acid shrooms they're like so do you believe in god like do you believe there's something beyond this like oh yeah for sure this is like a lot of them have a really weird spiritual outlook well i think that's probably it i mean if if there is anything out there that's kind of instinctual or or something that's going to be on that different plane of existence being able to really let go of the day-to-day and open your mind to the possibilities. I think you probably do. If, if it is there, you get a, a chance to almost get to that plane and maybe have that kind of breakthrough communication. Right. But as a young kid in high school, you don't understand. Yeah, you, you don't like, think yeah. about that. No. Yeah, yeah. Did you know about the pineal gland no. when you were in go. high school doing shrooms? No, you're living you know, in the exactly. moment. Exactly. 
You were nah, flirting like, with did the you girl. Know about, yeah, did you know about, like, you know, all the crazy stuff that's been out now, you know, in the new age kind of religion belief that's going on around, you know? The whole... No. You, you yeah. know yeah, You didn't you think were... about that. You just wanted to have a trip. Like, just you want to get fucked up. Oh, Jake is so cool. He just did mushrooms, bro. You got to go party with him. Like, that, yeah. that was your mindset in high school. Now, people, like, since it became more mainstream, people like other podcasters, you know, who sit there and invite people that studied the stuff and have done it. It's kind of like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Oh, wow. You know? Like, they want to use shrooms. You watch a television show where like someone's about to connect to the other side, whether it be like the other plane of existence or dimension, or they're trying to like talk to the dead and they're hooking up some sort of bullshit equipment. How come when they finally make contact, the first three minutes they always spend talking and it's just gibberish that makes absolutely no sense or doesn't help the storyline at all? I fucking uh, hate that scene. Can I just tell you that much? Real. Uh, I that know. connection. Yeah, because they don't know what it's like to maybe have an encounter. I, I can even tell story. you. It's a if, shitty storyline. Yeah, but that's you gotta prolong the movie, man. You gotta man. justify why you're paying thirteen dollars now at the theater. Wow, is it really that much to go see a movie? I haven't seen. Oh a yeah, movie it's in like at least twelve fifty. Yeah, I'm, the next one I'm planning to see is John Wick. Nothing is coming out I care for except John Wick. Dude, there are I'll no wait for it on DVD. Out. Yeah, there's nothing good. No, I, I like to go support Mr. Reeves. I think he he works hard, man. Mr. Yeah, Reeves. Yeah, buy his DVD. Yeah, the, Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought no, you were talking no. about the crippled Superman. No. <laughs> no. I thought he was dead. He is. Do you guys like oh, do, you, okay. do any of you guys like Batman? Yeah, I did. Back Only in the day. Adam West. Oh, Adam West. Wow. Okay. Mayor Adam West. Yeah. Mayor Adam West. <laughs> He's dead now too, isn't he? Yep. Yes, he That's passed right. away. Oh man. That sucks. Yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah, Batman. I, I like Batman, dude. The comic books when we were younger were pretty cool, and I, I think the Batman story is pretty badass because he's not really a superhero; he's just some dude. Yeah. He's some just an angry guy. Dude. Yeah, it's true. An angry rich guy. Yeah. Which is I I, I, I was only asking because uh, I I so I I don't like shows that are made like on on network TV. That's oh no, dude, they're fucking garbage. Yeah, but, I oh, think, like a lot of them are not that good. Like you know, like I can name you a show for like Cinemax or HBO and be like, wow, this is big production, this is crazy. And there is some like on AMC, there's good shows. I just I think they prolong them. They try to drain the show to get more airtime, you know, and they they just ruin it, right? Like except maybe with a show like The Unit. That was four seasons and bam, gone. We don't want to overdo it. Well, right? the four seasons is the perfect amount of binging that Netflix has Ru- said. They're like, four seasons is the perfect length for shows to get your story done and done. Dude, yeah. tell me who watched those shows. Do you remember all those shows that were so awful on the WB and like the CW? And you'd have a, like One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek and Gilmore Girl. Like, who never watched seen. these shows? Not me. Eric. Not me. <laughs> Eric did. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. They're just And you watch them, and it's just so cheesy. No, no, campy. there's no way. However, the show Gotham, though, have surprisingly been very underrated, I think. Like, it is not getting the hype a lot of shows got that don't deserve. Like, for me, Breaking Bad sucked. I think I've said it before. Yep, sorry. Yep, I'm sorry. That show was awful. Same with Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is awful. Yeah, Sons of that, that's another show that was just like, wow, bro, I can't. Sons of Anarchy, like, it's the greatest show ever. I gave it a run, the whole thing from beginning to end, and I'm like, what a waste of time. Yeah, television sucks now, dude. There's a lot of just bad television but out there. there. There is, but it's overhyped. But then you have shows like Gotham, where it's like, where's this gym? Where has this been? <laughs> this is great. I love it. 
Why is it? Why ain't nobody hyping this show up? Dude, do you remember that show that we used to watch, uh, Inside Combat Rescue? Oh yeah, that's a great show. Dude, Jake, this show, man, you'd go in, it'd be these guys, these PJs in Afghanistan, and they were all wearing body cams, and it was just basically their footage in their life. And you'd watch this, and they, there was one episode where he had to cut this dude's throat open and do this procedure, like shove a tube down it. Yeah, and, just, and, a, and a helicopter. Uh, and in a, a helicopter, off. flying Lights. while they're getting shot at. No thanks. And yeah. I was just like, damn, dude, the that, balls on this guy. His balls must weigh so much. I'm surprised that helicopter's not crashing from fucking being overweight. Look, like, those yeah, are that's not a show I want to watch before bed. I can't sleep after watching that. Oh, dude, I Who made a mistake. Who watches that at night? Dude, <laughs> I, remember, I made the mistake of watching that show really time. high once, and I was so fucked up. And it, it threw me off, dude. And I'll, I'll tell you this. We were in San Francisco, and I, I, I got really blazed and went to go walk on this submarine tour. And, oh, dude! Oh, I think I was oh. there for that one. That's a bad oh, idea. Oh man, yeah, it's he a wasn't World ready. War II sub, and I was like, "All yep. right, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna be really intent." And I took this yep. giant hit off this. this yeah, uh, right this before we block. walked in to buy the tickets, oh. bro. <laughs> he passed I, it to me. I was like, "No thanks, bro. I'm good." <laughs> yeah, we walked up on the upper deck, and I was like, "All right, this is cool. This is cool." And not the kind of upper deck where you shit in someone's toilet tank and watch it flow down after a party. No, this, this is, kind is of, this, the, the upper USS deck of Pompo and Pompo, Pompo, yeah, something. And so you go down in the first area, and it just smells like diesel, and it's already kind of hot even though you're in the water, and you're like, all right, this is just interesting. And you start listening to all these old guys on the sub talk, and they're talking about, oh, we would be running at full steam for 10 hours and have to shut down because somebody was above us, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's 140 degrees in there, and there's no ventilation. You just have to be in there until the ship cools down, and you're just like, oh, and then, like, yeah. sometimes it would be 140 degrees for eight yeah. hours. And it doesn't matter if they're, what? like, 100 feet under oh. or 30 feet under. It's still hot shit in yeah. there. And they were the first hybrid, like, uh, uh, something, like, a first hybrid type of vehicle. I don't know if water it would be still called a vehicle. But, yeah, because when they go under, they had to go electric because the sonar couldn't pick them up. You had to stay quiet when you're under. Yeah, so they shut down all the water. Yeah, all diesel engines are just for when you're floating. But the second you dive, you have to go all electric and stay very quiet. Dude, and and these guys had to sleep on top of torpedoes. So they had these eight torpedoes in this this little front side, and there's eight torpedoes in the back, and they had four bunks. So you'd pull your bunk down and just sleep on top of a torpedo. Yeah. And they said, oh, we'd be underwater sometime for two months. You'd be like, fuck that. You didn't see the sun for two months and you're underwater for two oh, months. That's like living in Wisconsin. Yeah. Dude. No, I, no joke, dude. World War Three starts right now and we all have to go serve. I'm going to jump in the Navy and I'm going to be a submariner. Oh, no you're lie. insane. You're not. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm going to die or I'm not. Bro, that submarine was 90, 90 feet wide, 120 feet I wide. I want to be like in that. a fucking submarine. I don't it's care. It's 120 foot long by like 10, 15 feet. It was Height. Okay, well, here's okay. the best submarines part, are bigger now. This is kind of like World War II. Things have gotten advanced. They're a little. I don't know, now. man, because that's like yeah. one of those small attack subs, the, like the little maneuverable ones. I bet they're not much bigger nowadays. No, there a lot of them are big now. You know, it depends. Yeah, I think there is. I don't know. I'm not in the navy. I would. I don't know much about. You know, but See, actually, thank you, thank you. I'm going to Barnes and Noble. Thank you. I'm I'm going to Barnes and Nobles to read up on submarines, on modern submarines. You know Barnes and Noble's not a library, right? I don't care. I'm gonna go buy the book. <laughs> I like submarines. <laughs> I'm gonna go there to do some research and read up, not buy a book. I'm gonna go I'm just buy gonna the read book. Read up on it there. 
Nope. <laughs> well, why not? They have like a Starbucks wannabe, so I can sit there and get some yeah. coffee and read. You know, the library but, has books that you like, can take with you. But like, what would you do? What would you want to enlist with? Fuck the library. I don't want to go to the library. Me, dude. I'm gonna enlist into the Air Force. I want to go drive drones and fly. Yeah, drones you're and not. Drop they're bombs not. Air Force was closed because everybody will go Air Force. That's huh? reserved for the rich and the people with the connection. You're not going to the Air Force. Your ass's options are the Marines, number one, and most likely. Army number two, and maybe if you're lucky, if you're lucky, no, not even. You're not gonna go Coast Guard or National Bro, you Guard. Sent, if you sent my ass to the Marines, I would be Private Pile from Full Metal Jack. A lot of people would be Private <laughs> Pile, but you don't think they know that? You know, but the Marines, I don't think they're gonna lower their standard because a lot of people, be, they don't give a fuck. That, that's the United States Marine Corps. They're not gonna be lighter on you. Maybe yeah. in the Army, ah, who gives a fuck? But they have special programs for that, I'm assuming. You cannot yeah. process soldiers at that rate in a three, four months boot camp, especially for people that don't want to do it. You're, you're talking, it's easy when you have volunteers, when people say, I want to serve, you can mold them. They want to be molded. They came to your door. But when it's a draft, it's a different story. It's a different mm -hmm. mindset, you know? Dude, it's, it's, it's weird to me that we still have to sign up for that draft and, and they haven't had one since Vietnam. It's still in place just in case. Just you in know, case. As guys, I, and I know women don't have this feeling, but when you have to sign that draft card, it's a very odd feeling because you sign it at first and you send it and you're like, oh, it's just what I have to do. I don't know if I really like that. But then you start to think about what it means. You're like, oh, fuck. I just yeah. signed this draft card. And if that thing comes up, I have to go. Yeah, you have oh. to go. I remember yeah. doing that when I turned 18, and it was funny. I, yeah. The first time, my mom handed it to me, and she's like, here, you got to sign this. I threw the first one away. Like two weeks later, another one came. She's like, hey, if you don't sign this, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. And I, I, wasn't a ci I wasn't a citizen even at the time. You know, I was a permanent resident, you mm -hmm. know, and, and when it came in, I'm like, oh, fuck, well, I got to sign it. <laughs> you know? For a guy, that's your first real entrance into adulthood. That's the first time when you're like, oh, I have a true consequence to my action if I don't sign this thing and send it in. And you're like, no, oh, you're, I had to. Like, yeah. Is, yeah, I had to. Like, and if they needed us for, if the war would have gotten bigger, they would still could have called my ass without citizenship. Yeah, like you're a fucking permanent resident. You're coming. Yeah, we'll you're planning you on being they, here they, for they, the long haul. A, yeah, they don't give a fuck. Like, I could have enlisted if I wanted without being a citizen, you know? That, that, that was kind of weird to me. Like, why would you want that? Like, obviously, if you're a permanent resident, it's, you know, yeah, if you want, you can get your citizenship, you know, but I'm still not a citizen. So they don't give a fuck. But if you want to be a cop, you have to be a citizen. That's that's kind of weird. So how does that work now that you're a citizen of this country? Like, if you wanted yeah. to go back, do you have to apply yeah. for a citizenship there? No, no, I, I have dual citizenship. No. See, there's certain countries that they don't allow you to have dual citizenship. Yeah, if, some if countries don't, but Egypt is like I think you can. Israel is the same. You can have dual citizenship with the U.S. Uh, Do you have to like reapply for dual citizenship ever so often, or is it you're just no, you're good? No, no. Well, I don't no, know how it works. What, I'm just I'm just yeah. curious. Yeah, no. Once once you go to to the to the federal court and a judge swears you in and gives you your citizenship, like mm -hmm. you have to commit like a, a malicious act of treason. Dude. Because only a court can take away your citizenship, you know. You're mm. so lucky you have dual citizenship. There's one no, thing. That no, no, but let me tell do. you something. Like it's, uh, it's honestly, it, it kind of sometimes. And I'm not trying to throw a pity party or you know I'm the victim. No, but it, honestly, in a yeah, way, I kind of feel like 
I'm a second class citizen in both of my countries. Like I can never run to be president here because I wasn't born here, you know. And with people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, now people don't even want people that are born outside the U.S. to run for Congress or any government because there's such yeah. fucking scandalous pieces of shit who are just not really doing anything but making everybody from everywhere from that particular re region look like absolute assholes, you know, right? So maybe I will even lose a chance if I ever wanted to to be a congressman or a senator or a mayor or a, or a governor because two fucking assholes that weren't born here and they somehow managed to get in with a very anti-American agenda. But I cannot be president also. And if I was ever anywhere in the government, I think my clearance reaches like a certain level and it stops. But it's pretty high, though. Mm. Like, I'm not like constantly kept in the dark. If that was my career, like I would reach a high level. But for me, because I was I'm dual citizenship or I am I was a natural born in the United States. I think it has a limit where it's like, all right, you know, like this is some shit. So in yeah. a way I am a, a second class citizen, but then if I go back to, you know, back to where I come from, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's the law there. If you want to be president to be Muslim and I'm not Muslim, so I can never run a president there either. So, you know, but you know what well, you can do? Here's what you yeah. can do. You I can, can tell everybody like a, to fuck off. No, you can be a bomb ass. Like you can be like a bond person, dude. You can go get a safety deposit box at a bank, put a right. gun in there, and two different countries' Multiple passports. passports. With, yes, yeah, that's, that's that, the key, that is dude. the cool thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought about it honestly, just like for my fucking, just for my own pleasure, like to go get a Walter PPK, the twenty-two. <laughs> Because it that's looks just doing. like, yeah, just like James Bond. Like, I'm not going to go get a real Walter PPK for $1,000 just to put in my safety deposit box. Obviously. I would definitely get a gun, though, and put it in your safety deposit yeah, box. Yeah, like with and that I would extra go, mag. And yep, like, you I'd know, go once like a week. Two passports. Yeah, open it up. Like yep, and you have to do like one strap of cash, like one cash, like a bundle where it's actually in that strap that the bank gives you. And you have to have that, the passport, and a gun in there. And I just go in there every week and a half and just check on it. Just be like, I just open it and it. just stare at it and be like, yeah. That's oh, my dude. I, and that's you me. know, no, and you need a sweet ass knife, like a pocket knife knife next to it. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And maybe some rope because you can never go wrong without rope. Wait, or inside, the, the, yeah, inside the box? <laughs> Is it yeah. Boondock Saints? Yeah, just yeah, like what's his face in the Boondock Saints. <laughs> rope? Yeah, fucking comes in handy, man. Mm, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I would want to have a nice pocket knife, uh, uh, a Walter PPK with an extra magazine and a nice holster. Maybe a leather shoulder holster. Oh, oh you're forgetting one other thing. A what? flask with some scotch in there. Yes, absolutely. Fuck. Yes. Yep. yep. Yes. Yeah, and then maybe like a little cyanide capsule and a fucking little glass vial. Like if you're gonna do it, you got. It doesn't have to be real cyanide, obviously, but you can just get like a little vial. <laughs> can I just do a smoke grenade just in case I have to leave? Ooh, even better, even better. Just get a little, little tiny vial and put a grain of rice in there. Dude, I oh. thought about so. Yeah, I, oh. I, I, I thought this would be funny, right? <laughs> I know what you go. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, like people are like, what yeah. the fuck? I oh, thought this would be hilarious this? to do. Like, if I'm ever rich, I'm going to pull this prank. If you get, like, a safety deposit box somewhere and you don't touch it or go into it for five years, they'll, like, drill it up and take your shit. It would be worth it for me to just go and get one of these things, and I would 
fill it with dildos. And when they have to go finally drill this thing open and open the box, they just have a box of dildos. And be like, what the fuck was this guy doing? <laughs> oh, like, dude. Because you know they'd be running around this whole bank just slapping each other with dildos and shit. Like, they would be like, oh, dude, just see this box like- of dildos. Are they used? I don't know, man. They're not in the package anymore. Like, your guess is as good as mine. Try to smell it. I, I would honestly do. I, I would do one funnier. I would get like water and tubes, like in a chemistry lab, oh. and like put green coloring, like you know, and put like a hazard sticker on it, uh, and just oh, leave dude. it there, like or, in a uh, tube, like a box. Like, what the fuck is this? What is this? You know? But yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I, that'll be a federal crime, even though if it's just like, most likely, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, they, they don't like so no way. Like yeah, yeah. There's no way I could justify in court like why I have water, with, especially like, with your skin color. <laughs> See, see what I'm talking about? Being a second-class citizen? Do you, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a problem there, Mo. Uh, here's the funny Here, here's the funny part, though. I'm actually whiter than your brother. Oh, by far. By yeah. far. <laughs> Oddly enough, the North African is a lot whiter than the, the guy from uh, the, the States. Yeah, the Wisconsin guy. But he's got the, the blonde hair and the blue eyes, so he gets a check. Oh, that's shit. all it is man yeah maybe i, I tan out a little bit better that oh, just yeah. means that your ass needs to go out in the sun more because if you uh, were to go out in the sun for a little bit more than i did you'd probably oh, when i fine. when i go when i go to tampa oh my god i come back straight african you see that's all it is man <laughs> if i went to tampa i just come back looking like a lobster that's my only issue yeah no I, i'll turn I'll, i i have a picture i couldn't believe it like is that me <laughs> <laughs> Do people like, just start coming up to you and start like speaking Spanish and shit just because they think you're like yeah I like Cuban? I could pass I could yeah I could pass for Cuban and I could pass you know I don't know uh, Puerto Rican I, I could be anything really I could be Brazilian or Portuguese I yeah, really you don't. should go down there and wear just some linen pants and one of those weird flowy shirts where you leave the thing unbuttoned down like uh, I'm done belly with button. this fuck I'm done no no I'm done I'm done no you gotta get those uh, those really ridiculous like tan tan almost like those uh, no, those brown yeah, leather shoes with a really that, shitty no. belt. No, no. See, dude, but you know what? It goes back to what we were talking about. You'd have one of those coked field, uh, those six different companies that you want to start. Bro, we got to start this company. We got to start uh, this. See, uh, you could infiltrate the Puerto Rican and I mean, Cuban markets for the coke honestly, and starting businesses, and they before, would never before, know. Yeah, it's bad business. Like, if you have learned anything from movies, it's just not a good path to take. There's always that one righteous dickhead DA or one righteous fucking asshole cop, and it's just, it's not worth it. Long Look, run. All I uh, all I know about Florida, I learned from uh, what was that GTA Vice City, where they're in like Florida or whatever. That's all I yeah, know. About yeah, Florida. Miami. Yeah, that, that's the whole that's gist of Florida. Learned all from I a video game. Yeah, they had uh, they have crazy pythons everywhere, and it's become an issue. I know that uh, everybody who tries to get the hell out of here because they don't want to deal with. Um, like uh, alimony and all that shit goes to Florida, and then you have everybody that swims from a country where they all gave themselves AIDS, so that AIDS, so they could get fed. Like, y- like, do you ever see that story about Cuba where all these people were in these uh, yeah, mental institutions? Because yeah, we, we, they, yeah, we oh, did we talk about, about it? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's these are the people who are now living in Florida. It's it's the two if the two furthest points in the country. Florida's fucked up, and then in Alaska, you have all the meth people that are all up there in those tiny little towns. Could you imagine just living in Alaska? Well, what the fuck else to do? Dude, I don't know, man. Fish and hunt. Isn't it Alaska where they have all those? um, Yeah, Yeah. that's what you got to do, man. For a lot of people, that's the only way they're eating. Yeah. Is it Alaska or is it Russia where they have all those bears that are getting high on jet fuel? And they're they're having the issue. What? They're like, do we? Uh, yeah, that, that there's, probably sounds like something Russian bears would do. 
it's yeah. somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, and it's this this airport during the summer. But in the winter, they have all the supplies there, and they they leave stuff there. And so there's all these barrels, and the bears have figured out how to get into the barrels, and they start huffing all these fumes, and they're getting high. And they're like, "Do well, do we take the gasoline away so that the bears don't get high, and they all go through withdrawals, or do we just let them get fucked up?" And so right now, the answer yeah. is we'll just let them get fucked Here, up. Here's the article right here found in. Kontrovsky Russia Nature Reserve. Yeah. I probably murdered that name. In the far east of Russia, these brown bears have developed an addiction. Some of these brown bears will follow helicopters in hopes that they drop drums of fuel. The bears will sniff the fumes and get high and pass out in a stupor. That's that's from the article right there. Dude, isn't that all? I mean, hey, these bears know they what's They chase up. helicopters looking for fuel. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm done. I'm done. I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, how did I know they were Russia? Look at the stereotypical racist shit. You say bears addicted to jet fuel, and you give me two options: Alaska and Russia. And just for some reason, I'd say, you know, maybe in Russia bears are like that. And bam, Russian bears are chasing helicopters to get high. They have a hardier bear in Russia. Oh, I've never been to Russia. I don't know. Yeah. I just saw that and I thought that was hilarious. It would be even more funny though. Is all right, dude. Well, let's uh, let's see all these bears go through withdrawal. Like I, I mean, want to see them go ballistic, and just like itching up. their skin and just like going ballistic. There's bugs under their skin and crawling, and they're just freaking uh, out out there. Up. You're gonna have fucking mm. Peter try to shut us off, saying shit like clearly, that. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, Nancy Reagan's just say no slogan didn't get there. Uh. No, no, it didn't. Those bears are going at it, and so you know. I guess it is it a real problem, and what ends up happening, you know, because there's those uh those theories that every organism in the world is connected, and like certain, you know, if an animal learns something here, animals around the world find it. Um, they did Tell the experiment what. with World War II and shit. So what happens if bears around the world now know that huffing gasoline's a blast? I mean, what's gonna happen in Yellowstone? Those fucking bears are gonna be like huffing, like like open up people's gas tanks, getting high. You know, I don't know, but I tell you what, I bet you those bears are a hell of a lot more afraid of fire than normal bears. Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> just flaming bears running around. Oh, that, see, that's that's how you. That's how no, you. No, when you say flaming bears, do you mean gay bears? Oh shit! Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta go, guys. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Have fun. With hey, the rest all right, of this. Mo, you have a good uh, one. Buddy. Hey, well, actually, I'll tell you what, because we are just a little bit over an hour. Let's go ahead and get this wrapped up, uh, guys. I really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, everybody who is listening, thank you very much for all of your help. You guys are right now the only source of marketing, so let's continue to share the word. Uh, sus- subscribe on your phone share us like us uh, on facebook Love and us. at tod podcast on twitter uh, if you can steal your friend's phone subscribe there i do appreciate it we are actually almost at our goal at the end of this month that we were supposed to be for next month and that's all because of you guys so again thank you very very much for sharing it and as we continue to do this we're just going to continue to make it better uh jake appreciate Yo. it mo sounds good. see you guys see next later. week all right guys all right. thank you much good night guys Come on.